Hi everyone. Hey, I just wanted to uh, talk to you today about um, maybe a little bit of a different subject, uh, but on the uh, idea of kind of, you know, the way that we as officers in the United States military, and I, and I don't want to mean just officers, but uh, uh, soldiers, sailors, airmen, Marines, and people who serve in the military kind of look at their service and the attitudes that you have and the values that we uh, hold as, uh, as important to us. Now, the, important, the reason why I think this is so important for those of you listening today on this podcast is that, uh, is that you know, you, if you're applying for, uh, you know, whatever it's a service academy or an ROTC scholarship, uh, you may not have any background in the military or you're parents may not have any uh, experience. You may not have a lot of friends who you know that are in the military. So um, what you think may be important to someone reading one of your essays or someone who's uh, interviewing you and what you think is important and may then you think uh, give you a leg up on getting into an academy or getting an ROTC scholarship may not have anything to do with what your interviewer is looking for and what your interview interviewer treasures and holds sacred in his or her heart. So you've got to get in the mindset of the way that the person who's interviewing you looks at life, the way their worldview and what they find to be important because what you're doing as a candidate is you are deciding to go into their world. You are deciding to join the military, to become an officer in the United States military. You are joining a club. And so you need to know what the people who are in that club value. And so I see so many mistakes of individuals who go into these interviews and essays and they treat it like a college interview where they talk about themselves. They talk about all their qualifications, and all the great things that they've done uh, in high school, uh, but yet don't even talk about or don't even mention the important values that the person interviewing them is, is really trying to figure out about them and whether or not they're worthy enough to be a future officer in the United States military. And so you can't approach this like a college uh, interview, you know, where you sit down and you say, well, I, you know, led this team. I led that team. I, you know, was an Eagle scout. I was a gold star leader. I was the president of my class. I did national honor society. I have a 1400 SAT score. Uh, those are important, of course, and I don't want to, uh, uh, dismiss those uh, accomplishments because they are significant and make up who you are as a person. But I mean, are they really the ones that are going to be important for the person interviewing you? And I'd argue that uh, that they're going to know those things about you already. They're going to have your their app your your application in front of them. They're going to know that you've gotten a certain that certain score and that you've led these people in a certain way. And they may even ask you some questions where you can talk about that. But you're going to want to talk about the values that 
are important for the military and so and for officers in general. And, and I sort of boiled them down um, to four things plus one thing that that I always like to emphasize. So the four things are duty, doing your duty, fulfilling your obligations. So duty. Second one is respect. Three is selfless service. Four is honor and integrity. And then I'm going to throw in a fifth one, which is teamwork and being a member of a team. And so what I want to do is sort of talk about each of these values uh, and why uh, they're important. First, let me talk about duty and commitment. So when you go into the military, you know, and you accept that academy appointment or ROTC scholarship, you're making a commitment. You're making a commitment to the ROTC or service academy program. You're making commitment to, to sticking out those four years. And then when you go into the military, you're making a commitment to serve four or five years in the military. So you're talking about making a commitment to the next 10 years of your life, nine, 10 years of your life in the military. So how much are you committed to that, to seeing it through, to going and getting over obstacles and not giving up? Do you see this as a duty? Do you see this as a duty that's something that you are committed to and that it's a duty for you to serve because the military and or rather the U.S. government and the U.S. taxpayers are making a decision to give you a scholarship in order to be able to serve as an officer in the military. So how much are you committed to doing that? So when you're asked that or, you know, you reaffirm that in your interview, your, your, your uh, response to the interviewer should be, you know, you'd, you'd have to kill me to get to uh, get me away from Army ROTC or Air Force ROTC or the service academy. I am going to do everything possible to serve and do well in my officer candidate program. And when I become an officer to serve my uh, commitment and even look to serve even more than my commitment or even serve a career in the military. So how committed are you? Always reaffirm this, this duty and commitment, sticking to things and understanding that it's not just about you, but it's about the trust that the military's put in you and the money that they put into you with this scholarship to be an officer and what a huge honor that is and that you owe it to be committed to this. And it's not about you. It's about your service to your country. So that's duty and commitment. Respect is the second one. Respect. We got some problems here in the U.S. with people respecting people who don't look like you. Okay. We got problems with that in this country. And that's, we got problems with, with, prejudice and things like that. So do you treat people with respect? Do you treat people as you want to be treated or, or, or as they should be treated? Do you understand that when you go into the military that you're going to be dealing with people that have different viewpoints, that have different upbringings, that don't look like you? You're all part of the same team, right? And so when you go in front of these interviews, 
you know, you definitely want to talk about that. You want to talk about, you know, maybe some circumstances where you've, where you've, you know, shown that respect to others, where you've had experiences where you've, you know, met other people or dealt with other people and of other people of other viewpoints, men, women, other different, different ethnicities, different orientations, whatever that is. And, you know, and do you see people as people that are people that can be members of your team, that they can be, you know, people that are going to be, you know, that you're going to be serving with and that you're going to have to rely on at times to perhaps watch your back or even, you know, save your life in a combat situation. So you got to respect others and you got to respect the diversity that this country has and respect the fact that people bring their own signature skills to the table and viewpoints that makes life, makes the uh, military a better place. And so you need to reaffirm that in your interview that you have respect for others and be able to bring out those kind of um, attributes. Third one is selfless service. And this really gets, I think, back to the duty and commitment thing is basically putting the welfare of the nation, the army, and your subordinates before your own. What's this about? Is it about you or is it about you serving others? Uh, you should be honored to be a teammate, be honored to do everything that you possibly can, right? To be that person who leads, effectively leads others, right? In a, uh, in, in service to our country. So you can get at this by showing how good of a teammate you were. Were you on a sports team where you were, where you had to maybe sacrifice your own personal uh, goals in order to be able to see the uh, goals of others and see your team mates succeed. Is there examples of where you've exercised selfless service in high school that you volunteered that you that it that you it wasn't all about you but it was about service to others because that's what you're going to be doing in the military. You're going to be serving others because U.S. citizens, the mothers and fathers are putting their sons and daughters' lives in your hands as an officer. And they want to know when they're doing that, that the officers that are appointed over their sons and daughters are not out for themselves, but, but have the best intentions for their son and daughter, for the mission of the United States Army and the mission and the Navy and the Air Force and the mission of the country in general, and that 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 this that these officers will care for their sons and daughters, care about them, care for your soldiers, care for your sailors, care for your airmen and Marines. Uh, there's a book uh, by Simon Sinek called "Leaders Eat Last," and that's when I was an Army officer you always made sure that your soldiers ate first, that they got what they needed, right? And then you worried about yourself last. And that's really what it's all about is it's about, you know, showing that concern. And believe me, the, the soldiers or airmen or whoever underneath you, they can spot a phony in a second. They can spot a person that's out for themselves in a second. And they know the officers that are, 
looking out for them, that care about them and realize it's not about the officer, but it's about, it's about the mission and it's about taking care of, of them, right? As, as members of the team, as your teammates, you don't throw your teammates under the bus and you are selfless. So it's not about you, right? So, you know, you try, you need to put that into your, uh, your interview or your essays that it's not about you. It's about others. And it's about serving others. Next, or the uh, fifth one is honor and, and integrity. West Point and the other service academies have a, uh, say, have a motto or for the honor code. It's called a cadet will not lie, cheat, or steal, nor tolerate those who do. So, we expect in the military that officers will be honorable, that officers will give their word, that their word is their bond. And so are you a person of integrity? Are you a person of honor? When someone asks you that question on an interview, you better have a uh, answer for them and an answer, maybe that, uh, you know, an example in your life where you've shown that, because if you don't have an example of uh, a time that you've been challenged with your honor and integrity, then I'd argue that you haven't maybe lived a life of challenge so far, because I can tell you, you get out in the real world, you're going to be challenged with honor and integrity. So have an example of one, maybe where you could have cheated and you didn't one where you, you know, maybe talked a friend out of cheating. You know, maybe you stuck up, for a uh, for someone who's being bullied in school, you know, and you got the you had issues with your peers because they didn't like you sticking up for somebody else, but you were doing the right thing. What's well, an example of when you've done the right thing? You know, think about that and think about you know those times there where you took the harder right rather than the easier wrong, because that's what's all about in the military is taking the harder right rather than the easier wrong, and not accepting a half measure when you can, when the full measure is due. So think about that and think about when you've exercised that honor and integrity. And believe me, you may say, well, you know, it wasn't that much of a, a thing that I did in high school. It was, you know, just a, not a very, uh, you know, very big thing that I did by not cheating on that test or something like that. But exercising those small honorable things now are going to make that difference when you later on, when you're faced with a more challenging honor or integrity situation, are you going to make the right decision? Are you going to make the honorable decision? It's sort of like an honor and integrity muscle. You know, you got to exercise that muscle and you work with kind of smaller weights. And then one day when you have to lift that big weight where there's that big integrity or honor issue, you don't fall down. You're able to lift that weight, right? And make the right decision. So honor and integrity officers are, are required to do that. And I'd say the other thing is, you know, if you're not honorable as an officer, why should your people underneath you be honorable? They're looking to you. You're in a fishbowl as an officer. So you better be honorable because if you're not, or if there's questions about that, your subordinates are not going to be honorable. So there's concerns about that too. So think about that. And then I think, you know, in the end, this is kind of my extra one, but, but teamwork, 
to me, that is the number one thing is that, is that it goes back to the selfless service, goes back to duty and commitment. To me, you know, everything in the military is about team. It isn't about you. It's about the team. I don't care if you're a pilot and you're flying your own aircraft. There's people that are taking care of that aircraft. There's no way you're going to fly that aircraft unless you've got a whole crew helping you out. If you're a platoon leader in an infantry platoon, you're, you're one person as a member of a team. And believe me, you're not going to be able to function alone. If you see, if you look upon life and other people as a bunch of flunkies that you can, that, that are just there to serve you, then you, we don't need you in the military. You know, you, you need to be a person who sees other people as, you know, teammates, as people that bring a lot to the table and that it's an honor for you to lead these people. Um, and you're a member of a team and it's all about the team because nobody ever gets anything done, uh, by themselves, you know, the Rambos and the, uh, you know, the, the, those people that's, that's, that's a military myth that, uh, has been, that's Hollywood. It's not how it happens. I mean, it's, it's, everything is done as a member of a team and, the quicker you realize that and the quicker you realize that, that the military is a team and you're a part of that team and you're, it's an honor to be able to lead one of those teams that gets to kind of this ethos that I'm talking about, this officer ethos. And so um, that's really what I kind of wanted to talk to you about today is this is, is the idea of kind of the way that the officers see the world, the way that the people that interview you see the world. It, it's all about, again, duty and commitment, fulfill your obligations, respect, treat people as they should be treated, selfless service, put the welfare of the nation, the army and your subordinates before your own, honor and integrity. A person will not lie, cheat or steal, nor tolerate those who do. And then finally, my additional one is you're always a member of a team. It's about the team. It's not about you. And so hopefully... Um, this has helped you here today to kind of give you an idea of kind of uh, the way that officers see the world. And, uh, you know, and when you go in front of that interview, you start reinforcing some of these values uh, that we hold dear, dear as officers in the military. You'll, um, you'll be that uh, much closer um, to obtaining that appointment or a scholarship in ROTC. So take care and we'll, uh, we'll see you next time.